0: everyone and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part. A podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it.
1: What do you do when people are constantly questioning your motives, your character, even if you're just a nice person or not? That's literally what's happening in chapter six of Nehemiah, which is what we're reading today. The other chapter is literally just genealogies and lists of things. So there's not going to be a lot of your parts coming out of that unless you need a name for your son or daughter. <laughs> uh, or you'd like to know, I don't know, how many people came from where. Uh, but Quite character boring. seems to be a big part of chapter six, I think.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, as we were reading chapter six, they're coming to a... A close on the wall. No pun intended. (laughs) Um, But they're definitely getting to that point where the wall is just about finished. And people that have been, like we talked about yesterday, people that were giving them a lot of flack for, like, trying to even build the wall back or to fight them. um, Literally physically fighting them to try to stop the wall from being rebuilt. Um, A lot of Nehemiah's character is being taken into question now, too. They're like, oh... You're just flying right in there because you want to be in charge. Uh, People are actually getting fearful that that Jerusalem is going to be built back. They're going to become this power again. So like, you just want to go in there. You want to be in charge. You want your name to be great. You want to be the one that's shining in this whole situation. Um, And Nehemiah has already proven in our reading yesterday and previous chapters that he's not interested in taking advantage of them financially. Um, which is a, what a lot of people are assuming of him, uh, but he is there simply to be like guiding these people morally and literally physically for their lives um, to build this, this wall back. So it's interesting to see Nehemiah in this position because I'm sure like we opened with, there are, are many instances in our own lives where your character is is brought into light or is brought into question i should say and if your heart is in the right place and you're doing what the lord is asking you to do it's really a tricky spot to be in but nehemiah like stands his ground and he's like no you can you can watch this play out i'm not doing this for what you're saying
1: it, it's a much less tricky spot to be in when you know your past actions prove that that's not who you are. Right. So Nehemiah, we talked about yesterday. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that, go back and listen to it. Uh, but we talked about yesterday how Nehemiah refused even the portion that was due to him. So he didn't he didn't he he didn't take advantage of the people he didn't take things that he wasn't entitled to but he even refused to take the things that he was entitled to because he didn't want to put an undue burden on the people. So when you have this like 400 500 BC comments sh- section popping up where the people are like he's just <laughs> trying to be the king. It's really easy for Nehemiah to say, "No, I'm not," because I literally have not done one single thing that shows I'm trying to take advantage of these people or establish myself as a ruler. Yeah. So he's he's there with Artaxerxes the uh, first permission. Uh, he asked boldly to be sent, Artaxerxes sent him, he has a commission from the Persian king, um, and he says clearly, like, I am not even slightly interested in being seen as a ruler of these people, far be it from me to be that. And you've got to figure uh, that Sambalat and what Geshem and Tobiah like, they just look like fools because they're throwing out these accusations that people that know Nehemiah know that that is not who he is or what he's about.
0: Well, it is. It's a a really terrible position to be in. But I think that almost fuels the fire more for, like, the naysayers and the people who are all against it. It kind of fuels their fire to be like, well... Maybe this is what's going on with them, or maybe this is what because there's like all these weird rebuttals of like, well, he's doing it for this and he's doing it for these reasons, um, but they just kind of end up looking like idiots towards the end. I think there's a bit of maybe jealousy there, um, or maybe even just like complete opposition to God. So I don't the know. Enemies
1: of God. Yeah. yeah. The other thing they do that's interesting is that they hire a prophet
0: to yeah. go and speak
1: a prophecy that is not true.
0: Isn't funny though because that whenever I hear that I'm just like wait like when I think of a prophet I think of someone who's actually heard from God and in this instance they're like hiring prophets. Like how often today are we like faced seriously? What a weird
1: concept that people would be into being prophets just for the money. Right. (laughs) I think we still have that today.
0: Well, of course we do. But I think it's like, it's ridiculous when it's like, in my mind, a prophet is someone who has heard from the Lord, like undoubtedly unashamed. There is no question about it. There's no, I feel, or I think God told me this period. And like, when we have these people that are literally being hired, As a prophet, like that just is so, that's so frustrating. It baffles me. It's confusing. It's annoying. Um, But like there was someone who was just like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, I think God told me that uh, you really shouldn't be doing what you're doing. Well, he actually says,
1: come into the house of God in the temple and close the doors of the temple.
0: Yeah, because he's supposed to stay hidden. That's the whole thing. You're supposed to hide.
1: And basically he's like, no way. I don't belong in there.
0: Because he knows the consequences of doing so. You die. So
1: Nehemiah over and over and over again so far has shown himself to be a man that understands uh, God's heart, understands God's law, understands God's people.
0: And I think also has a lot of wisdom under pressure. A
1: hundred percent. Because
0: how much of those things am I hearing? Like I'd be questioning things so much. Like, oh, man, well, they just said that. Like, that person just came in and claimed to be a prophet of God, and they just said that thing. I think there's a lot to be said of that, too, because there's so many people that are willing to give you their words or their things that they heard from the Lord, which aren't necessarily, in every instance, <laughs> the, true.
1: The number one sign that somebody might not be a real prophet is that they got paid <laughs> to do it. It's like, um, wait, yeah. are, you, are, you, are you a rich prophet? Do you have a <laughs> giant mansion as a prophet? Hmm. Maybe not.
0: Sow those seeds, man.
1: Sow those seeds. (laughs) So maybe we're saying too much at this point. Um, I love Nehemiah. I think it's really good. I think that your part is uh, you you can rest easy when your character is being questioned, when you know that you have not compromised Mm -hmm, your character. mm -hmm. Imagine if Nehemiah was in this situation and he had like...
0: (laughs) Uh, done a
1: couple of gray area yeah. things he had told a few small lies it'd be very easy to say look we can prove it you yeah,
0: lied you did it there
1: but he hasn't and he hasn't taken advantage of anybody he hasn't enriched himself in any way in in, in any case like the case <laughs> i'm all tangled up my words the case could be made actually that he's avoiding that at all costs mm-hmm. and when you do that When you say, I'm here to serve God's people, that's it. I don't want to make money off of it. I don't want to be rich because of it. I just want to serve. It's very hard to have your character questioned.
0: Well, and I think that's a good year part for today. Like, be that small minority, unfortunately, of people. Like, think about your own character. Is it a reflection of God? And is it, you know, without gray areas? And if there are gray areas, like reflect and really think about how do I change this so that I am an example. I am, I am wise with my decision-making so that no one can say, well, what about this in your life? And what about this in your life? Like clean out those areas. Own up to
1: it. Seek forgiveness. Yeah. And
0: apologize for the things that you have done wrong and move to a place where you don't have to worry about those things hindering your character so that when it is brought to light, it's like, yep, I did that and I messed up in the past, is wrong, but that's not who I am anymore, and this is where I'm headed.
1: I'm glad you called that piece out, actually. I hadn't really talked much about that. But like when you you are going to mess up and when mm-hmm. you seek forgiveness and you own your mistakes and you're unapologetic about owning up to those mistakes, mm-hmm. that also attracts people to you and helps people understand how strong your character is. They're the is. real deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, wow, that guy actually admitted that he did something wrong. He actually admitted something that I'm not even sure that was even wrong. <laughs> Like that's a huge thing to do. Mm -hmm. I've served under people that are like that is it's exciting to serve with people like that. It's empowering to serve with people like that. Um, Nehemiah is like above and beyond that because he's gone overboard to make sure that he's not doing anything compromising. And when we live lives the same way, uh, we can stand firm when we're opposed because we know that God is on our side and that we are serving him. So we'll be back again tomorrow with more Nehemiah. Uh, Also, chapter seven has a lot of numbers in it. We didn't talk much about that, but go check that one out. Always, always read it for yourself. (laughs) Don't take our word for it. Take God's word for it. We'll see you later. Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing. Uh, If you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review. We'd love to hear from you, and every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word, and your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today.
0: Nehemiah chapter 6. Now when Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies heard that I built the wall, and that there was no breach left in it, although up to that time I had not set up the doors and the gates. Sanbalat and Geshem sent to me, saying, Come and let us meet together at Hekafirim in the plain of Ono. But they intended to do me harm, and I sent messengers to them, saying, I am doing a great work, and I cannot come down. Why should I stop the work while I leave it and come down to you? And they sent to me four times in this way, and I answered them in the same manner. In the same way, Sambalot for the fifth time sent his servant to me with an open letter in his hand. In it was written, It is reported among the nations, and Geshem also says it, that you and the Jews intend to rebel. That is why you are building the wall. And according to these reports, you wish to become their king. And you have also set up the prophets to proclaim concerning you in Jerusalem. There is a king in Judah, and now the king will hear of these reports. So now come and let us take counsel together. Then I sent to him, saying, No, such things as you say have been done, for you are inventing them out of your own mind. For they all wanted to frighten us, thinking, Their hands will drop from their work, and it will not be done. But now, O God, strengthen my hands. Now when I went into the house of Shemaiah, the son of Dalia, son of Metalabal, who was confirmed to his home, he said, Let us meet together in the house of God within the temple. Let us close the doors of the temple, for they are coming to kill you. They are coming to kill you by night. But I said, Should such a man as I run away? And what man, such as I, could go into the temple and live? I will not go in. And I understood and saw that God had not sent him, but he pronounced the prophecy against me because Tobiah and Sanballat had hired him. For this purpose he was hired, that I should be afraid and act in this way and sin, and so they could give me a bad name in order to taunt me. Remember Tobiah and Sanballat, O oh my God, according to these things that they did, and also the prophetess Nodiah, and the rest of the prophets who wanted to make me afraid. So the wall was finished on the twenty-fifth day of the month, Elul, in fifty-two days. And when all of our enemies heard of it, all the nations around us were afraid and fell greatly in their own esteem, for they perceived that this work had been accomplished with the help of our God. Moreover, in those days, the nobles of Judah sent many letters to Tobiah, and Tobiah's letters came to them. For many in Judah were bound by oath to him, because he was son-in-law of Shechaniah, the son of Ere, and his son, Jehonan, who had taken the daughter of Meshalam, the son of Barakai, his wife. Also they spoke of his good deeds in my presence and reported my words to him. And Tobiah sent letters to make me afraid.
1: Chapter 7 Now when the wall had been built, and I had set up the doors and the gatekeepers, the singers and the Levites had been appointed, I gave my brother Hanai and Haniah, the governor of the castle charge over Jerusalem, for he was a more faithful and God-fearing man than many. And I said to them, Let not the gates of Jerusalem be opened until the sun is hot, And while they are still standing guard, let them shut and bar the doors. Appoint guards from among the inhabitants of Jerusalem, some at their guard posts and some in front of their own homes. The city was wide and large, but the people within it were few, and no houses had been rebuilt. Then my God put it into my heart to assemble the nobles and the officials and the people to be enrolled by genealogy. And I found the book of the genealogy of those who had come up at the first, and I found written in it. These were the people of the province who came up out of the captivity of those exiles whom Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had carried into exile. They returned to Jerusalem and Judah, each to his own town. They came with Zerubbabel, Jerushua, Nehemiah, Azariah, Remiah, Nehmanne, Mordecai, Bilshan, Milspareth, Bigvi, Nahum, and Banna. The number of the men of the people of Israel, the sons of Perash, twenty-one hundred seventy-two the sons of shephthiah three hundred and seventy two the sons of era six hundred and fifty two the sons of pehath moab, namely the sons of jeshua and joab twenty eight hundred eighteen the sons of Elam one thousand two hundred and fifty four the sons of zatu eight hundred and forty five the sons of Zakkai, seven hundred and sixty the sons of binui six hundred and forty eight the sons of Babi, six hundred and twenty eight the sons of Asgad, 2,322, the sons of Adonakim, 667, the sons of Bigvi, 2,067, the sons of Aden, 655, the sons of Atter, namely Hezekiah, 98, the sons of Hashem, 328, the sons of Bazi, 324, the sons of Heraph, 112, the sons of Gibeon, 95, the men of Bethlehem and Netapha 188, the men of Anahoth, 128, the men of Beth-Azimeth, 42, the men of kiriath Jiriam, Shephariah, and Biroth, 743, the men of Ramah and gibah 621, the men of Michmas, 122, the men of Bethel and Ai, 123, the men of the other Nebo, 52, the sons of the other Elam, 1,254, the sons of Hiram, 320, the sons of Jericho, 345 the sons of Lod, Hadid, and Ono, 721, the sons of Sena, 3930, the priests, the sons of Jediah, namely the house of Jeshua, 973, the sons of Imr, 1052, the sons of Pasher, 1247, the sons of Haram, 1017, the Levites, the sons of Jeshua, namely Kadmiel, the sons of Hodava, 74, the singers, the sons of Asaph, 148. The gatekeepers, the sons of Shalom, the sons of Adher, the sons of Talmon, the sons of Akab, the sons of Hattadiah, the sons of Shobai, 138. The temple servants, the sons of Ziha, the sons of Hashphoah, the sons of Taboath, the sons of Kiras, the sons of Sia, the sons of Padan, the sons of Lebna, the sons of Hagaba, the sons of Shalmai, the sons of Hanan, the sons of Gideel, the sons of Gehar, the sons of Rei, the sons of Rezan, the sons of Nakoda, the sons of Gazem, the sons of Uza, the sons of Pasea, the sons of Basai, the sons of Menuim, the sons of Nefushem, the sons of Bakbuk, the sons of Hachfua, the sons of Harhur, the sons of Baslith, the sons of Mahida, the sons of Harsha, the sons of Barkos, the sons of Sisera, the sons of Tema, the sons of Neziah, the sons of Hadapha, the sons of Solomon's servants, the sons of Sotai, the sons of Sophereth, the sons of Perida, the sons of Jala, the sons of Darkon, the sons of Gideel, the sons of Shephthaya, the sons of Hatil, the sons of Pokreth Hazabim, the sons of Ammon, all the temple servants and the sons of Solomon's servants were 392. The following were those who came up from Telmela, Telharsha, Sherab, Adon, and Immer but they could not prove their father's houses nor their descent, whether they belonged to Israel. The sons of Deliah, the sons of Tobiah, the sons of Nakoda, 642. Also of the priests, the sons of Hobiah, the sons of Hakaz, the sons of Barzillai, who had taken a wife of the daughters of Barzillai the Gileadite and was called by their name. These sought their registration among those enrolled in the genealogies, but it was not found there, so they were excluded from the priesthood as unclean. The governor told them that they were not to partake of the most holy food until a priest with Urim and Thummim could arise. The whole assembly together was 42,360, besides their male and female servants, of whom there were 7,337, and they had 245 singers, male and female. Their horses were 736, their mules 245, their camels 435, and their donkeys 6,720. Now some of the heads of the fathers' houses gave to the work. The governor gave to the treasury 1,000 derricks of gold, 50 basins, 30 priest's garments, and 500 minas of silver. And some of the heads of the father's houses gave into the treasury of the work 20,000 derricks of gold and 2,200 minas of silver. And what the rest of the people gave was 20,000 derricks of gold, 2,000 minas of silver, and 67 priests' garments. So the priests, the Levites, the gatekeepers, the singers, some of the people, the temple servants, and all Israel lived in their towns. And when the seventh month had come, the people of Israel were in their towns. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.